This is the Restoring Eve podcast with Rachel Nichols. I am a woman's hormone specialist, business mentor, trauma-informed hypnotherapist, and transformational coach. I support women in the holistic restoration and embodiment of their feminine design, mind, body, and soul. This podcast is a portal to support you in the reclamation of the juicy life of overflow that you were created for. We will be diving deep into wellness, embodiment, femininity, soul-led business, and so much more. Let's begin. Hello, my love. Welcome to another week of the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Before we get into the podcast today, I have a special announcement. I officially started my YouTube channel. I'm so excited. I have literally been talking about my YouTube channel and actually like filming things for it that I need to post from literally six months ago. I've been planning on starting my YouTube channel for at least six months, which is hilarious, but my team is expanding this year. My business is growing beyond my wildest dreams and it's just freaking time. I really have wanted to because of connectivity. Like I want to connect with you guys on such a deeper level than you can on Instagram. And the thing is like Instagram is amazing, but the videos have to be so short and the stories disappear. So I'm really excited to have some long form content to share even deeper on things that I do at home, some behind the scenes things, like how to be a feminine leader and not absolutely lose your mind and get burnt out recipes, like all the fun things. So It is all coming on my YouTube channel. I would absolutely love it if you would subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm going to put the link below to join. I do have one video in there right now. However, my goal is to be adding one video every single week, even if that is simply the live recording of the podcast. So really, really excited to share this with you guys. I hope you're excited as I am. Also, I finally feel like I'm emerging from my January bubble. Like, I don't know if you guys felt this, but I feel like the first week of January is so weird. It feels like there's all this like expectation and pressure to be like starting your year off on the right foot and like all these things. And I really just felt like a potato. So really starting to feel a little bit more high energy now stepping into the new year. And I hope you guys are feeling the exact same way. I think it can just be really challenging with, like I said, all the expectations coming off the high of the holidays or the low of the holidays. And also a lot of people are sick this time of the year, which just like literally makes you want to be a potato, whether you're sick or not. Because if you're not actively sick, your body is likely fighting off viruses and bacteria and doing a great job at it, but also making you pretty tired in the process. So I hope you're having a beautiful week when this podcast finds you. Um, Today, we are going to be diving into part two of building trust in your body, building trust in yourself. I've gotten a lot of amazing feedback after our podcast episode on this exact same topic, part one, a couple weeks ago, I think it was now. So I'm really excited to dive into part two because this really is a big conversation. There is so many ways that we create distrust in our bodies, especially as women with a lot of the emotional programming that we're told also a lot of the physical programming with every single gynecological issue that you take to your OBGYN like unfortunately in today's world is just rebuttaled with well you should be on birth control or you should be on hormone replacement therapy 
And that alone builds so much distrust within the body, not to mention our menstrual cycle and the way it is viewed in our culture today as being something that needs to be stopped with birth control or something that needs to be controlled because we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. It's wild. Um, instead of being like, wow, this is incredible that according to my menstrual cycle, I could figure out how to operate in my day to day when I'm fertile, when I'm not fertile, when I'm going to be best at communicating, when I'm going to be the worst at communicating and let it be an empowering experience instead. So the ways that we create distrust are endless, truly beginning from childhood all the way into adulthood, just getting amplified. I feel as time goes by. So it's a very important and potent conversation, something that can truly shift your life and, and shift. And most importantly, the way you speak to yourself, because the way you speak to yourself becomes your habits, becomes your days, becomes your life, becomes your impact, becomes everything. So we are just going to dive right in you guys to part two of how to build trust within your body. So the first thing I want to talk to you about today is boundaries. Boundaries is something that can make or break the relationship you have with yourself. And unfortunately, this is something that we either learn in childhood or learn the opposite of. This programming is something that's really, really instilled in us, especially in our family of origin. And before you start cringing too hard and you're like, oh, boundaries, like such a taboo, bad word. I want to reframe the word boundaries for you and, and let you consider what if you believe that boundaries were actually a better way for people to love you and a better way for you to love yourself? Because that's really what boundaries is. Boundaries in an aligned way should be rooted in the, your inner knowing of what your desires are and what makes you feel safe and what makes you feel good in your body. That should be the basis of creating boundaries. So the way that the paradigm can shift and you can say, oh, boundaries are actually a way for me to let other people know how to love me better and how to love myself better. It's that in the it's that in the aligned placement of boundaries, you tell people a lot about yourself. You tell people a lot about what your needs and desires are and what standard you hold yourself to as well. So especially as we're just coming off the holidays, I think it can be a really good time to reflect on maybe your time with your family, your time with loved ones of whoever you spent your holidays with, considering was there any situations I got myself in that I felt kind of resentment towards, like if I felt the sticky energy of resentment towards, I would like for the you to bring those situations up into your brain right now. Some pictures of the way things played out, getting yourself into a situation where you were like, oh, I would have rather had done this, or I would have rather, you know, instead of staying till 11 PM with my spouse and his family, I wish I would have been at home in my bed by 9 p.m. That would have just felt so delicious to me. Like whatever it is for you, I'd like for you to bring that image up in your head. And now instead of holding that tightness in your chest and that resentment, I want you to consider, okay, what do I wish I would have done instead? So that next time when I'm in this situation, I can implement that boundary and communicate my needs to the people that are around me as well as to myself. Because today we really are talking about self-trust. So this has to do tremendously with self-trust. And this is genuinely a way that I have abandoned myself so much in my life, especially in my early 20s, was not having clear boundaries and feeling like pleasing people was more important and that I was protecting myself more by pleasing the people around me and not having to deal with any negative comments or backlash or you know stiff arms about my boundaries. 
rather than implementing them and maybe being surprised by the way that it was handled by the people in the room, maybe letting it inspire people to make their own boundaries and feel really aligned and good in their bodies. So if this is something you're actively working on and you're like, okay, I suck at my boundaries. I want to be working on this. I think it can be really helpful to just keep a journal about your boundaries. So what I mean by that is maybe you set a time on the calendar twice a week, maybe once a week, maybe Friday afternoon to check in with yourself, open this journal and ask yourself that same question. Is there anything about this week that I'm holding resentment towards myself for? Is there any situations I got myself in this week that I'm resenting myself for currently? Because resentment is this sticky, gross energy, and also it's really going to mess up your hormones. I'm just going to be honest. The liver meridian is the home to anger, and any anger that is unexpressed is going to be turned into resentment. And oftentimes, clients that I work with that are struggling with hormonal imbalance have a lot of this sticky resentment energy within their body. Because as little girls, we are told that anger is a negative emotion and we're not supposed to be angry and there's no good way to be angry. So you might as well just push that puppy down. So a lot of the times we do get this long-term resentment. So not only is this going to heal for your mental health and your relationships and bring more congruence into your life, building that robustness of self-trust, it's also going to be rebalancing your wellness, rebalancing your hormones. So number one today, boundaries. Are you clear? with your boundaries and do you honor them? Do you actually follow through with them? The second topic I want to talk to you about is kind of a concept of our inner masculine frame. And if you were like, Rachel, what does that mean? I would say along the lines of self-protection. So are you protecting your peace from both yourself and from other people? So this is going to tie into our third point today. So I'm not going to overextend your inner peace from yourself until we get into non-judgment, which is our next topic. But I think that something to consider is, are you oversharing? Are you overgiving? Are you overextending from a place of emptiness in the first place, but also to people who are not giving you an equal exchange? So what I mean by that is you are going to get so depleted if you are giving to someone in your life that is giving you nothing. I used to do this all the time when I was, again, in my younger 20s, I would overshare constantly, share way too much information with people that did not earn or have safety holding that information. People who proved to me again and again that they were not safe to hold my heart, that they were not safe to hold you know, my deepest thoughts and my desires Um, without breaking them, honestly. So this was friendships, this was relationships, this was even family relationships and having the discernment to know what to share, when to share it, how much to share is actually really important because you are protecting your heart. So I want you to take a tally of the relationships you have in your life. So your romantic relationship, your relationships with your family members, just writing them all down, people that you interact with the most and really considering as you walk through each of these people on this list, Is our energy balanced? So it doesn't need to be like, let's say you have a girlfriend who maybe she doesn't share as much emotionally. Maybe she doesn't offer as much emotionally, vocally to the table. However, maybe she buys you a birthday gift and you don't buy her a birthday gift every year, right? Or maybe she takes you to coffee. Maybe she pays for your coffee every now and then, or, you know, gives you business advice. But when it comes to relationships and family stuff and every other thing, like 
you are really showing up a lot more than she is and you are giving a lot more advice and supporting her more. Maybe that actually feels good. Maybe that feels like a really good exchange for you. And that's absolutely fine. The things that I would consider here that are more extreme is people that you are always the one calling them. If you are always the one doing everything in the relationship, you're the one calling them. You're the one texting them. You're the one setting up get-together dates. You are the one, you know, buying her a birthday gift and not receiving one. You are the one who's showing up emotionally 100%. And this friend is the one who just like says, yes, okay, I'll be there. And maybe she cancels. Maybe she's there. I don't know. And when she comes, she has like a huge chip on her shoulder about what happened to her that day to where she's in a bad mood. Like, is that person actually contributing to your life? And I'm not saying let's cut these people out. I'm saying you have a couple different options here. The first thing is to have a really loving conversation about how you're feeling and what your desires and needs are within the relationship. The second option is simply just taking some boundaries, taking a few steps back, maybe letting that relationship with that person evolve and change. So that could be just like seeing them less. That could be leaning back and seeing if this person reaches out to you. And if they do, amazing, get together with them, like feel out what a new relationship with this person could look like to find a compromise in which the energy exchange is equivalent. So honestly, in most of the relationships in my younger 20s, I was over giving so much. I was like writing Christmas cards to all my girlfriends and I was always the one reaching out to them. And I was always the one sharing so much information about my life and showing up for them at, you know, on a Tuesday at 11 PM, if they were having a crisis, but never, ever extending myself to them in the exact same way. And what I mean by that is like never asking them to show up at my house on a Tuesday at 11 PM to support me or, you know, never expecting anything in exchange. Honestly, I was very much in energetic, emotional debt. So I want you to consider your relationships and really see where your debt level is. You know, do you have any debt with this person emotionally? Um, and if you do, it doesn't have to be this thing where you're like, oh, I have this debt with this person. It can be a thing of an invitation. Like let this be an invitation to aliven your relationships, to breathe fresh life into them so that you guys can have a really nurturing, balanced relationship where neither of you are feeling sticky energy. The thing is, it, it impacts both people. It impacts both parties. Like if you are with a friend who's overextending herself so much, you feel that as well because it makes you feel like you should be overextending yourself and it makes you feel kind of guilty and weird. And essentially what I'm trying to say is both sides of this coin are not good. They're not aligned and they don't feel good for the receiver on either end. So how can we really bring these relationships back into balance? In, in this, we build trust with ourselves because we know we have our own back. We know that we are not oversharing. We know that we're not overgiving. We know that we're not overextending. We feel really balanced and held within our relationships in our life. Okay, the last topic we're talking about today is non-judgment, which we did talk about last week a lot. So I won't keep this conversation too heavy. I'm actually going to be linking both of the podcasts in the show notes today. So the podcast from part one of Building Self-Trust and also the podcast for judgment because there is a whole podcast about it because it is a conversation that I have with clients all the time, both judging other people, because I do feel like that is a curse, absolutely blessed on women that we are very critical and nitpicky sometimes. So judgment of other people and judgment of ourselves. So how do we get out of non-judgment? In the podcast last week, I recommend getting out of self-judgment by first of all, identifying where this is coming from within you. Normally, judgment comes from hypervigilance that is instilled in us in children. So 
maybe a home where we didn't feel safe in some capacity, whether actually we were physically unsafe or we just felt emotionally or we just felt emotionally unsafe. So when we build this hypervigilance as children, we really become adults who are people pleasers, who are perfectionists, and who have an absolutely raging judgment within themselves towards themselves and also sometimes towards other people as well, but certainly towards ourselves. And this is a conversation I have with clients all the time because self-judgment is actually the root of most skin imbalances in particular, um, especially acne, chronic acne, chronic adult acne in particular is built in self-judgment narratives that are instilled in us in childhood, normally from a parent that we observed being very judgmental of us, of themselves and of other people, and us really just reprogramming that in our adulthood. Oftentimes this really does come from the maternal line, because like I said, this judgment feeling, this critical feeling normally is in the maternal line, it can be a bit of a generational curse. But this doesn't mean that this is something that can't change. So when we think about self-judgment today, I want to just take you through a few steps that I encourage my clients to move through. So if you identify as being self-judgmental, I want you to consider what are you judgmental about? Is there a specific topic? Is there multiple topics? What are the topics? That's my first question for you. Get in touch with what these things are. Are you judgmental about your competency at work? Are you judgmental about your acne? Are you judgmental about your body and what it looks like? So get really clear on what those things are that you judge yourself for. Step one, it could be multiple things. It could be one thing. There's no right answer. For each thing that you wrote down that you're judgmental on yourself for, I want you to consider the environments in which these things come up. So for most of my clients, I would say the nighttime routine is a raging first. It is really normally the first place where people are judging themselves because it's the longest time that we have in the mirror. Because in the morning, a lot of us, like including myself, don't get up with enough time to really get ready and like take your time getting ready. So it can turn out to be a lot of times the evening in which we speak to ourselves more negatively. So get in touch with where those environments are. And then I want you to add things to your routine in those environments that can shift your brain to being like, okay, we're doing something different this time, girlfriend. So what I mean by that is if you are, let's just walk through one scenario here. If you feel like the place in your life where you're most judgmental of yourself is because of your skin, that's where I was. I struggled with chronic acne for over 10 years and oh my goodness, the negative self-talk that was just on repeat, like my neural pathways had just done this dance every single day for years when I would go and do my nighttime routine in particular was so bad. So I really had identified, okay, this is happening in my bathroom. Like this is the location where I'm having the most negative self-talk. So I went straight to the source and this is what I recommend my clients to do is create a playlist on your phone that you play when you go into your bathroom for your nighttime routine and stick with it. Because even just that alone is going to be changing your brain to being like, oh, this is different. Like we normally don't do this. Like what's going on? So you're creating a new neural pathway. And when you are in your bathroom, I also want you to write sticky notes and put them on the mirror of the opposite of what you believe to be true. So for my example that I give you, some of the sticky notes could say, your skin is healing. My skin is healed. I am perfect the way that I am. I am loved and accepted exactly as I am in this exact moment. I choose to believe that I am beautiful as I am. I believe that my skin is healed. I believe that my skin is healing. I believe that I'm worthy of healing. I believe that I'm capable of healing. I believe that 
good skin is around the corner. I believe that the reason why I have acne right now is because my body is letting go of everything that does not serve me. I believe that next week I will have zero acne, like whatever it is. Congratulations on your clear skin. That one's kind of a fun one. Congratulations on your glowing skin. Like whatever you want to write down, just I want it to be the opposite of what you're telling yourself and an affirmation that feels really calming and nurturing for you. So it could be literally like 12 affirmations. It doesn't need to be one by any means, but sticking these on your mirror, playing this playlist is going to shift your brain to being like, okay, we're doing something different this time. And something that small really can make the biggest difference. I always say that with skin in particular, it's a lot more rooted in our emotional body than the physical body. And I know we could like literally just want to go buy supplements on Amazon or buy a new skincare product because some girl on TikTok said that it works. The thing that's going to actually work is you letting go and you shifting out of self-judgment. So this is a big one when it comes to your health, but also when it comes to your mental health as well. So I hope that this series has really served you. I hope that you are building the self-trust within yourself and also have tactical tips to really move forward and build this muscle because that's exactly what it is. This is really just a muscle that you are building. And once you move through these steps and you start refining some of these particular aspects of self-trust, it's going to become more and more easy to make more and more shifts. And I'm cheering you on every step of the way. I absolutely believe in you and your capacity to heal trust with your body. This is something that I have healed within myself. It is definitely a constant evolution with all of these things as it will be for all of us, probably in most of our lives. But I'm in your corner. I'm cheering you on. I'm celebrating you and taking full responsibility and accountability for your life and building trust within your body. I do want to take a moment to share the opportunity with you that is the Muse membership. I am sure you guys have heard me talk about this so many times, but you guys, the Muse membership is honestly the place to be on the internet. It is insane value and support for only $123 per month. You get access to all of my courses, every single one of my master classes. You get access to this whole online portal as well as a community chat and every single month, at least one live Q&A call. I say at least one because literally this month in January, my Muse membership girlies get three calls with me in total. So one of them was a group hypnotherapy where we did a future self-hypnotherapy setting goals for 2024. Our session this week is going to be about dropping into feminine leadership leaning into our feminine design and really discovering what our authentic code is so that we can move with clarity and alignment in our lives. I really try in my practice to underpromise and overdeliver. It's truly a brand value for me and something that I try and stick to consistently. So yes, the Muse membership is this insane online portal, like over $3,000 worth of value for only $123 per month. And yes, I'm doing definitely a monthly Q&A session, but the Muse membership is so much more than those two things. There's always going to be lots of glitter sprinkled on top, lots of fun things coming up. And I would love to have you in a part of it and as a part of this community so that we can connect deeper and really move this transformation and move this needle forward with your health and your healing and your support. So if this is something that you're interested in, I would absolutely love to have you join, join this incredible community. I'm going to put the link in the show notes so you can learn a little bit more and hop into space. And I'm sending you so much love. I hope you really enjoyed today's podcast and I will see you next week. If today's episode served you, please share it on social media and leave a review. I would love to hear from you on Instagram at restoring.eve 
or head to my website, restoringeve.com to connect and apply to work with me. Until next time, I'm Rachel Nichols, and this is Restoring Eve.